0: Hi everybody, Uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger, um And so me and Jagger, along with uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently. And it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go uh, to each of our pages. We all have the giveaway video pinned. And you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, each account is tagged in every video, um, and then com- comment down below. Uh, five tag five of your friends, and if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to thirty entries. Thirty entries. You can get up to thirty entries. So, uh, but you're like Trey. Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld, and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steelbooks of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one, west is donating a region free blu-ray player so if any of those items interest you again go to any of our tiktok pages go to me and jaggers tiktok page try the film noob jagger film reviews we have the video videos pinned on top of our pages so go check them out follow the instructions Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers and me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get it, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now let's get to the podcast. (laughs) hello everybody and welcome back to your favorite film podcast I'm your host Trey and I am joined today by my lovely co-host jagger jagger how are you doing today I'm doing great yeah it's pretty late so we're gonna for jagger so we're gonna try to keep this a little bit on the shorter side for an episode uh, first off movie news um, we're not doing trailers today but but we will do double trailers next episode, which will be Groundhog's Day. And it will have uh, featuring my dad. Uh, so that'll be a good time. Um, because there's definitely a few trailers that I would like to talk about that I know we haven't yet on the pod. Um, but as far as movie news goes, uh, the obvious biggest uh, headline um, is Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour movie. Premiered this weekend. It's been all over the internet. Um, the movie that made the second most at the box office this weekend was, I believe, Saw Ten. That's uh, I. Really, I, 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 it was either the creator or Saw Ten um, that made it the most.
1: The love. Uh,
0: the, at like, and they were at like seven point two million this weekend. And then the Taylor Swift Eras Tour this weekend. The movie it was like ninety
1: six million. Yeah, or something made
0: ninety six like million in like three days, <laughs> uh, which broke a crap ton of box office records. Obviously, we've seen all the videos uh, circulating the internet of all the Swifties like singing and yelling and screaming in the theater. Jagger, I was wondering to get what your thoughts on this are.
1: Um, I know I've got a couple of people that are gonna kill me uh, for saying it. But I, I think that what Taylor Swift has done for this generation of music listeners is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And I think that she deserves all of this. I think that what she did was spectacular. She worked herself kind of from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and she's been doing it for years and years and years, just releasing nonstop
0: hits. Yeah, so, and now she's, like, Beatles-level famous.
1: Yeah, man. This yeah. is Swifty Mania, and I'm all here for it.
0: Yeah. So where so. I'm kind of at, like, I'm a big fan of Taylor. I like her music a lot. I think she has some really good stuff. But the videos on the internet of the insane, like, theater, like, the insane theaters and like, people, like, walking out of the movie because, like, everybody is being so rowdy and all that stuff. Like, look, you can go to the Taylor Swift concert, you can be loud, you can sing, that's awesome, great for you. Don't come to the movies and do that. The movies here, like, even Tyler, Tyler uh, Whitmore, uh, who does, uh, he's a he's a film critic on TikTok, Um he he even just released a video today that's like the five rules to follow when you're in, in the theater. And it was like in response to all this Taylor Swift stuff. Um, so it's just like, don't do that in the theater, please. Some of us go to the theater and try to enjoy the movie. Um, especially if you're making too much noise for the people in the theater next to you. Um, but good for Taylor. She's doing great. Uh, she's a great person I think uh, Is a am glad my sister That's her role model um, So uh, Next title uh, Oh this one's kind of a sad one So Sam Neill Who if you guys listening do not know I'm, I know Jagger knows Sam Neill But Sam Neill uh, Who is the actor who portrayed uh, Dr. Grant Dr. Alan Grant In the Jurassic Park Oh, he was in one and three. Um, so he has been fighting a... Um, he's been fighting a very rare type of blood cancer. Um, and he came out with a statement in an interview the other day. Sam Neill's, I think he's about 77. And he came out with a statement the other day saying he is not afraid to die. And how I took that is that he... Uh, there it's getting to that point it's like getting to the end and i just wanted to shout out sam neal for all the wonderful work he has done throughout his career um and just uh how much he influenced my childhood a lot of people's childhoods with jurassic park um and so thank you mr neal um we hope you can stay alive for at least a few more movies um do you have anything you want to comment about Sam Neill, Jagger? Or do you just want to move on? I don't think there's really too much else to comment.
1: There's not really too much else to comment. Um, but if he uh, does
0: die, he did a lot for us. But let's hope he doesn't. Let's wish him the best, you know? Yeah, we love Sam Neill on this podcast. Especially in Hunt for the Wilder People. He's so funny in that movie. Um Okay, uh, so ha- there a new trailer dropped for uh the color purple remake, um, that they're doing. Have you seen this? Is something I wanted to touch on. Have you seen the original? Uh, no, but it's been on my watch list
1: for a while. Have you seen it?
0: Yes, I have, and it's a masterpiece. Um, it's it outstanding. Is? Yeah, and I think this is just. I'm really mad that they're remaking it because it's another case of Hollywood. Uh, like wow, we have this really great film. Oh well, if we make it again, it must be really great again, and people love it. No, that's not true. Stop making cl- remaking classics. Um, ah, yes. So I saw this today. Chris Rock is set to direct an MLK biopic, produced by uh, Steven Spielberg. So I'm wondering what your thoughts about this are.
1: Um, I think that'll be pretty awesome. I yeah. trust it.
0: Yeah, I think Chris Rock is great. I think Steven Spielberg is great. Um, I don't know because I'm not a huge fan of biopics, but I think it should be good. Um, and then I think I think
1: uh, knowing Chris Rock, he'll do it justice. I think yeah. I I would like to see Chris Rock direct something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then finally. Uh, Martin Scorsese is already planning his next project, um, and it is set to star Leo, um, which I will be very much looking forward to. Even though I'm not Leo's biggest fan, um, I'll be looking forward to that. I don't know about you, Jagger. Um, um,
1: I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm also very excited about Tarantino's new movie. Have you heard about like what it all is? Yeah, the, it's called uh The Critic, right? Um Yeah. Ten, Quentin Tarantino's Here's what I'm calling it. Quentin Tarantino's Boogie Nights. Yeah. The movie Critic. So Yeah,
0: yeah. and it's I'm set to the lead is uh uh Paul Walter Hauser. I believe that's his name. Let me look it up. He was in he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in I, Tanya. He's just been, like, a small role in a lot of stuff. Um, Easy and...
1: Um, oh, my God. He was in Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm. What is that? <laughs> you know Aqua Teen Hunger Force? No. Oh, All
0: Yeah, right. Paul Walter Hauser. Um, he's been in a lot of great stuff. Uh, my favorite, he was, um, Stingray in the Cobra Kai series, um, which is one of my guilty pleasure TV shows, uh, even though it's pretty freaking terrible, um, I couldn't stop watching it because I love the Karate Kid universe, um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. I, I mean, anything for Tarantino, from Tarantino, I'm here for. I love Quentin Tarantino. Um... Yeah, that's about all I have for movie news. Um, So today, uh, eh, we are back on our IMDb series um, with Henry Fonda. Nope. No, it's Henry Fonda stars in it. Um, John Ford's Grapes of Wrath. So unfortunately, um, this Jagger has been very, very busy recently. And could not does did not have time to get around to this one, which happens to the best of us. Jagger has picked up stuff for me. I'll pick up stuff for Jagger. That's what we do. We're as co-hosts. We gotta help each other out. So I'm just gonna give you guys a quick overview and what my thoughts were of the film. And then again, as I said, we are keeping it short today. So we'll get into our highs and lows, um, and then we'll call it good. So, Grapes of Wrath. Released in the year 1940, uh, starring Henry Fonda, it is a adaptation of the uh, American classic uh, John Steinbeck's *Grapes of Wrath*. Um, it, it it takes place during the Great Depression, and um, and it uh, is about a family who gets forced out and evicted from their home. Um, in Oklahoma and it's about their journey to find work on the west coast in California Um, so historically on this podcast and I'm sure Jagger agrees here a lot of these older black and white films haven't really worked for us I think those have been some of our lowest rated which I again I don't have anything against like the medium of black and white or older films um But like a lot of the ones we've watched just haven't worked for us, I think. Um, so, um, I was very, very cautious, um, going into this. Um, but I, and I think that's why I was, I had such a nice time with it. I was pleasantly surprised. I gave this an 85 out of a hundred, uh, for four and a half stars, um, I think that's why I was so uh, pleasantly surprised by this because um, I had low expectations going in. Like I I watched it this morning, and I know last night I was uh, I was like saying to my mom, "I was like, God, oh, I gotta watch Grapes of Wrath tomorrow. I'm not excited. It's gonna be so boring." Um, there were definitely some parts that dragged, um, and I think with a movie like this, that's gonna happen. Um, but for the most of it, I was pretty engaged in the story. The writing was great. I really cared about the characters most of the time and what was happening to them. Character development was obviously, uh, very good. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, was the set pieces. Um, so in in a lot of older films like this, we, uh, we get a lot of stuff that's on movie sets, right? And a lot of this was shot on, at least it looks like. It was shot on location. And um, I found that very interesting. And they had this shot. And Jagger, I think you'll find this interesting. They had this shot of this big bulldozer that's coming to bulldoze uh, their house. And um, it's like this big wooden house. And it's this big bulldozer. And they have a shot of the bulldozer running over the house. And I was like, oh, that's cool that they were able to like do that in 1940. That's super impressive. Um And, uh, I think the acting was super solid. Um, a lot of films from this era and before, um, the themes aren't as relevant as they were back then as they are today. Um, so, uh, but this does not fall into that category. It has themes of sticking with your family and perseverance and love and it just has great themes that i think will always be relevant which is super cool especially for a movie that was made uh 80 years ago um henry fonda for me was a standout performance that's who won the movie he was outstanding he plays tom joad kind of the lead of the family um where he was he was super super good um something that I really thought about during this movie is there's a lot of parallels in this of Grapes of Wrath to the big short. And this is a topic that I think you can actually comment on, Jagger. So Grapes of Wrath was made in 1940, uh, a few years after the Great Depression had ended. Um, And uh, it was about the Great Depression, right? This, This time in America where, like... Everybody felt the, the Great Depression. Everybody was suffering. And it wasn't going good for anybody. And then you have The Big Short, which came out, uh, I, I believe, 2015, 2016. I'm not 100% sure. It's an Adam McKay it's something f- in
1: there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's an Adam McKay film about the 2007 um, economic uh, crisis. Um, and how that and that also really affected a lot of people in america and a lot of people became homeless because of that a lot of people lost their life savings lost their retirement all that stuff um and i'm just interested uh to ask you i wanted to talk about this a little bit about these movies made by these about these huge tragedies that affected everybody and um especially when they're made this close after the tragedy, do you think it is important that these films are made? Or do you think that they should have waited a little bit longer, given that um, incident, a little bit more air to breathe? Um, Or do you like, I'm in the place where I think it's important that these films were made. Um, But I was wondering what you thought about that. All right. So I do have a firm stance on this
1: and I saw um, a video essay called too soon. 9-11 9-11 cinema um where it basically went through at the time that the video was made every single movie made about 9-11 and regardless of the fact that those were not necessarily good movies i think if you're going to do it close to a tragedy that hit a lot of people like say in what year like think about world war Two. mm-hmm Um, when that ended, um, which I think was in, it's um, about 1947, I believe. Uh, wait a minute. We just learned 45, 45. So it ends in 45. Yeah. Yeah. If you tried to make a movie in 1946, about nine or about world war two, let's say 1947, right. It's only a year and a half after. Yeah. And you have a movie. If your movie is not done very tastefully, I think that's wrong. But I think if you can make the movie tasteful and educate the people that didn't really know what was going on and were under, at that time, the Nazi regime and Mm -hmm. prove to them that what they were doing was entirely wrong. And you can do that in a movie tastefully, then you are not only doing the, like, making a good movie, you are helping society.
0: Exactly. So I think.
1: Oh, there's the bubble.
0: What? Um, Where does that keep coming from? <laughs> Is it if I do this? What the heck? Oh. <laughs> okay, well, apparently there's fireworks happening right now. Just keep going, ja- Jagger. Ignore it. Um. So I think that
1: yes, it's important, but it has to be done tastefully. If you're doing it soon, yeah. Like if you, if in 1950 something, only t- like or 1940 something, you released Schindler's List. You would be considered a saint. Mhm. You would be considered an incredible person because you made a phenomenal film about something that just happened and you did it so tastefully that that's important. But making a stupid movie about, like, say the, I don't know, if right now they started making a movie about the thing going on in Israel Mm -hmm. and they made it, like, a stupid movie that's completely distasteful, You should be like shunned. You shouldn't be able to make movies after that because you're mocking something that hurt a lot of people. But if you do it tastefully and if
0: you do it right, then that's very important. 100%. I could not agree more. Um, I think that both The Grapes of Wrath and um, The Big Short were done in a way that was informative and also, uh, showed the hardship and represented people well and showed the hardship that people went through. Um, I think that part was done really well. And I think that's the most important thing to focus on when you're making a film like this is to make sure the people who suffered are represented well. Um, because if that doesn't happen, it's not It's not like people aren't going to like your film and it's not going to be a well-received film for good reason. You need to represent these people in a good, like, you need to represent the people who suffered in a good way. You need to, like... Um, also would say, I would also like to
1: say... Yeah. That if it is close to when it happened, you have to have someone that either knew something going on inside, survived it or something, or has any way to relate to that story. Like, if something like Twelve Years a Slave was directed by a white dude, mm-hmm. that would not be tasteful. There's no, no would way. not. So I think that it has to be done in a way like that, especially if it's close. Yeah. So I think that yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah i totally agree um you know what's really funny um is uh you know what i'm wrong uh i i just <laughs> i wanted to fact check out to make sure 12 years of slave wasn't directed by a white dude and then i pulled it up and it said steve mcqueen and i'm like he that's a white dude he was in bullet But no, different Steve McQueen. Yeah, you're totally right, Jagger. Um, And I totally agree. Um, And I think that's also a topic we touched on when we talked about the help. Um, That, yeah. Um, But overall, Grapes of Wrath, great film. You should check it out. Um, Now, um, if you would like to get into our highs and lows, we can do that. Um, Yeah. Do you have your letterbox pulled up, or do you want me to go ahead first?
1: I have mine pulled up. But how about you do go first? Why not?
0: Okay. Um, let's see. It's been a while since we've done this. Um, I am just going to start... Yeah, I'll start at Tron. Um, so I'm starting on the 13th, so I'm doing the past... Uh, what's that? Like, Saturday? Um, yeah, so I watch Tron Legacy... Um, or rewatched it, I guess. This is one of my all time favorite sci fi action films. Probably my all time favorite sci fi action film. One of my all time favorite films. Um, the most criminally underrated movie of all time. Banging soundtrack. Um, Brain Damage, um, which we have a Hooptober episode out about. Um, really good film. Um, I watched the documentary that just came out on Hulu called. Uh, Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House, which is about McCamey Manor and Russ McCamey. It's basically exposing him. um, How was that? I quite enjoyed it. It's basically exposing him for being a psychopath. Um, Ooh. That That was interesting. Um, I try not to give documentaries ratings. Um, Yeah, but it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Uh, Eden Lake is a, this is one I suggested to you when you said B-horror, because I thought you were talking about British horror. I didn't realize you were talking about B-real horror, so I was like, dude, watch Ethan Lake. I just watched this. Um, it has <laughs> Kelly Riley, Michael Fassbender. I quite enjoyed this. Um, it's really bleak, but it's a good, it's a really solid horror. Michael Fassbender is great, as always. Um, Frankenhooker and Basket Case. Frankenhooker episode came out. Today as we're recording. And when this episode comes out. Our Basket Case episode should be out. So go check both of those out. Um, Hypochondriac was a movie I watched. Um, Michael Cassidy. Who is uh, friends That's with it. my dad. Has a small role in it. Um, and anything with him I'll watch. Um, because I love him. We all, After the strike is over. We are going to have him on the pod. Um so Hypochondriac really really solid psychological thriller. Um slash horror. Um uh, really enjoyed that one. Um I watched a 14 minute film from 1909 called A Corn A Corner in the in Wheat. It was super racist, but it was impressive with the, what they did. Um but it was really racist. Um Super Dark Times is something I texted my review To you guys Because I was super proud of I'm trying to get back into writing reviews You know um, And I wrote like a three paragraph Review of this movie uh, I had an absolutely outstanding Time with this movie I thought it was beautiful um, It made me Cry a few times um, It Outstanding Came out in 2017 streaming on uh, Tubi um so that was super good oh i watched uh jaggers brand can we we wait can we
1: wait wait, okay okay
0: sorry 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 uh and then grapes of wrath and then i watched (laughs) before we recorded today i watched uh drag me to hell which is a sam raimi horror movie that it had some solid raimi moments of like absolute absurdity um and goofiness Uh, but that is the longest hour and a half I have ever sat through in my life. It was one of the worst paced. Yeah, it was one of the worst paced movies I've ever seen. Um, and I watched it with my buddy Ben and we both agreed. We were like, God, that, that felt so long. Um, so that's about all I've watched. Um, Jagger, you want to go through what you've watched and maybe promote your, uh, thing, your little thingy?
1: I will. I'll do that at the end, and we'll talk about it at the end. Cause I kind of want to like dive into it. If you if you're okay with that, sounds great. All right. So quick rapid fire. Basket case. Um. Absolutely spectacular. X. I rewatched with um the Mia Goth Ty West one. So mm-hmm. much fun. I love those movies so much. They're great. Frankenhooker. Uh, because again, W. Last of a time. Um, Freaks. That didn't age well, but it was a good movie. Um, yeah, I'm glad we good. took that off our
0: Hooptober list.
1: Yeah, that was on our original draft of the Hooptober list. That is not a movie I want to touch with a 50-foot pole. really, <laughs> really offensive. Um, looking back on it now, it's... Uh, um, Then I watched Basket Case again, because I didn't have enough of it the first time, and I just wanted to go in again. Um... Then I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show again. You'll see a lot of, like, just that kind of stuff on here. Just stupid horror. I
0: need to check uh, that out. Go... Is it is it good?
1: Oh, it's so much fun. And I, I know the words to all the songs. I only, I only have it at four and a half. It could go up to five. I will just sing that soundtrack sometimes. It's okay, so
0: it's like me with La La Land.
1: Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Um, Then I rewatched Boogie Nights. Because hell yeah
0: massive w paul thomas anderson's bet well i haven't seen there will be blood but i think it is out of the stuff i've seen it's his best movie so good um and then reanimator
1: again uh, i watched that for the first time on the 8th came back to it on the 14th hell uh, yeah. watched It with a friend loved that then i watched hocus pocus because again halloween season mm-hmm. Um, and that's family friendly Halloween stuff. Watch that with the family. Yeah, uh, then Napoleon Dynamite. However, in between Hocus Pocus and Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> sits a three minute <sighs> black and white silent film directed <sighs> by me. Um, Trey, let's like kind of dive in. Um, yes. So everyone go watch it now and then come back. It's only three minutes. It's on YouTube as Serenity and OJ production. Owen and Jagger, OJ, me and my friend.
0: Oh my so- gosh, I just got that. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so we decided that um so we watched Reanimator and mm-hmm. said, that was really, really good. I wish I could do cinema, and we were like I mean, what's stopping us? So we googled how to get a movie on Letterboxd, and then we sat and had like a two-hour just like think session where we just spitballed ideas. Some of those ideas will come back to light in the future. Some of them can stay underground because they sucked. (laughs) Um, But we settled on one that was just the stressors of day-to-day life encapsulated on screen in a way that's metaphorical and Lynchian. And we said, we could do that. Um, so we just grabbed some stuff, took a camera, and started filming. And we edited together the good stuff. It probably could have been, like, 20 minutes if we didn't cut other stuff out. <laughs> but we cut it down to three minutes. Yeah. And Trey, being that I've showed this to, like, a lot of people, mm-hmm. what do you think? I don't think I've actually talked to you about what you think it means.
0: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to comment saying that I was the first one to ever log this on Letterboxd. I want to make that Dude, distinction. I pulled it up it was at like... zero watches, and now it is at like 22, but I was the first one. I want to make that clear. Um, <laughs> it was at like two in the morning your time when it came out. Yeah, I can't remember if I did it last night. I think I was still I was probably still up last night at two. Um but yeah. Um I so I have a really hard time. Um I'm still I Jagger is honestly helping me. You're helping me learn how to interpret film and what to look for because I'm not the best at that right i'm still getting into yeah. cinema jagger knows a lot more than i do and even though he's like i'm like 20 and he's 13 i am willing to like anybody who knows more than me i'm going to listen to so jagger so i'm going to try to come at this with the best it's really hard to like put a finger on what i think it means but mm-hmm. stuff i did really enjoy about it is and we talked about this is your transition from black and white to color and i i love it when people use black and white and color in film because it always almost represents something more than just the color palette changing right yes. and here i could and I, I think th- this is just my interpretation so you have in the beginning of the short film like this You have us obviously like he gets in a fight with you. You obviously get in a fight with Roman and mm-hmm. um, you are you are obviously stressed and and you can see like something is taking like a mental toll on you and you go outside and you're walking and then we get this really cool shot. Uh well then we get these really cool shots of like a blinding light, like a spotlight type deal, and some water, what looks like water, like kind of like a shower head or something like that. And then we kind of you you kind of like I don't know, infer that you're like walking through that and um but we don't see you actively walking through, but we get a shot of you walking away from it towards the camera and during that shot it slowly fades into color and um and then you come back in and you're obviously like serene hence the name serenity and you give roman a big hug in the credits roll so what i took that to mean is that this is like a medical metaphorical journey of like this guy Who is who the the everyday life is just getting him down. And he goes through this spiritual journey and finds at the end of the day that none of it really matters, you know? Um, We're all just little specks on this planet. You might as well enjoy life while you're here. That's how I received it. Um, I'm also going to be honest with you. Most of that I just pulled out of my ass right now and I kind of just went somewhere and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, this is what I think. That was helpful for me to talk it out. Um, but that's kind of like what I received and what I got from it. Um, but I know you said it's kind of a up to interpretation type deal. Um, but yeah, yeah that's so that's, that's total- what I thought.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say what my original pitch was. Yeah. Um, because, first of all, yours is so much smarter than mine. I... But- <laughs> okay so essentially here's the way i mapped it out Mm -hmm. i wanted it to start like a 20s movie like a charlie chaplin type over dramatic classical music playing no dialogue yeah everything is super over the top where i'm like to prove that i'm mad um Mm -hmm. roman's making really like drastic facial expressions to show that he's sad all that stuff Um, so I filmed that and I said, but I want there to be some kind of metaphor to it. So I go outside, like I step outside because like, yeah, I'm, I just lashed out. I yelled, I need to go take a breath. So I step outside and there's this big, ominous spotlight. So I slowly start walking towards it. And when I walk up to this light, yeah. this light presents to me an image. An image of complete serenity. Um, what we did to capture that was we took a water hose, laid it down, and had it go over the camera. And I had the camera on an ultra-wide...
0: Oh, that's super
1: cool. And we shined a flashlight on the water. So that the water was reflecting down. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were still, like, kind of keeping that light concept there. Yeah. But now the light is reflecting off the water to create a glimmer effect. Yeah. To bring this level of calm. Now, in order to show the tonal shift, since we're not going into color yet, we changed the music upon entering this light. To show that something is changing, but it's not a full color change yet. Mm-hmm. So it's still in black and white, but it's starting to give you a calmed down feeling from the stressors that you get at the beginning. Yep. And then it cuts out of the light. You go into the light. You see what's in the light, and it's complete calm. You come out of the light. And now that you're out of the light, I am changed right my character has now seen that there is a calmer way to deal with things that doesn't involve lashing out that can just involve calm so instead of showing me and my original plan was to do a behind the head another like behind the head and we were talking about boogie nights that opening shot where it follows me through an entire thing now instead of that i decided to have it cut To bring Mm -hmm. you back to that opening moment. Yeah. And you know in Fight Club... Have you seen Fight Club? Yeah. Yeah. You know in Fight Club, it starts with the ending and then comes back to the ending at the end, but it's kind of changed. Yeah. My idea was to go back to that, but now since in the beginning Roman was the calm one, I now have me and Roman switched. Roman is now the one on the couch and I am the one standing in front of him. Mm -hmm. So now Roman's the one that's stressed out because I yelled at him, and I'm the calm one, and then I just give him a hug. That now it is in color, because I had the walk-back transition scene, and now that it's in color, it is the ending in a way that shows a full character arc over three minutes using music and color. Yeah. And the cinematography, in a way, to show this change of character. And sort of say, like, to everyone that thinks that they need... Now that they have the ability to use more technology in their movies, they don't need to. You can show just as much of a narrative with nothing. Exactly. Um, And now the credits roll, as I give him a long hug... To just show that something changed. Yeah. And to show that we are now in a happier place because we dealt with it in a way that wasn't just lashing out. Yeah. um, I think I tried to cover it pretty well. I think I did. Um, The fact that you picked up on that on
0: first watch with all of that makes me feel like I did something right. You did, Um, dude. It's really well done. And now knowing that you were going into it with the intention to have it be like a Lynchian type vibe, it makes a lot of sense about the choices you've made, and it makes it that much better. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you did an outstanding job. Everybody, go check out Jagger's short film on YouTube. Um, uh, I will put a link to it in the description uh, or... In the description of this video um so if you click the link down below it um you'll be it'll take you right to the video um again thank you for wait lock it on letterboxd give me a review say what you think
1: i'd like to hear it
0: yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts we are he already has one half star review uh of someone we don't even know so someone just hates it um (laughs) so uh but again lynch isn't for everybody um, thank you for joining us on the Average Film Enjoyer today. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Um, please uh, leave a like. Comment down below um, what your thoughts are on the conversations we had today. Um, if you want to follow us on our socials, I am Trey the Film Noob essentially everywhere. Jagger is Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, Jagger Film Reviews on. Um, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. And Jagger the Movie and, Guy on Instagram and Twitch. And Jagger Nelson, if you want to look up his work on Letterboxd. Um, again, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode today. And we hope you have a great rest of your day.